Hello and welcome to a fourth episode of Candidate Night with Hannah and Tom. We've officially done enough episodes that you could fill out a respectable boy band. Very exciting, me and Tom have just worked out how to use our microphone better by angling it slightly differently. And angling ourselves slightly differently. Yes, it's not a particularly comfortable position we're sitting in. Why can't you hug a tree in China? Where is jousting the national sport? Why won't FIFA let Greenland join? It's, it's going to be Theresa, Theresa Mayhem. Mayhem. Ha! It's my favourite one. Hello and welcome to Candidate Night with Hannah and Tom. Today we're going to be talking about the Gambia. The Gambia. Yes, Gambia have just had, sorry, the Gambia Indeed. have just had uh, parliamentary elections on the 6th of April, so we're going to be talking about that. Um, we're going to have to lead you up to them a little bit. They had much more interesting, potentially, elections in December of 2016, so we're going to cover them. But first, we're going to wind it right back. So, Tom, the Gambia, where is it for people that don't know? Oh, don't know. <laughs> uh, well, I looked it up, so don't worry about it. It's in West Africa. That's right. It's sandwiched in between Senegal and Senegal. Yes, it's right there. It's entirely surrounded by Senegal. It's just got a little bit of coast on the Atlantic. Yes. Um, it's very long and, and thin because it's actually following the River Gambia, which it's named after. Yes, indeed. So it's a quasi-enclave is the technical term because everything is Senegal. Everything. It isn't Gambia. And it is a odd shape, I think would be an accurate describing. It's very, very small. So it covers 11,000 square kilometres, which is roughly the size of Inverness Shear. And the reason it's such a weird shape, and I'll try and describe this over the airwaves, not so easy, I think. So basically imagine, if you will, <laughs> that you have a horizontal rectangle, and then yep. halfway across the horizontal rectangle, it stops being a horizontal rectangle and starts becoming a snake that goes a little bit upwards. Okay. That's pretty much what it is. Right. The rumour goes that the reason it's that shape is because, as you say, it follows the River Gambia. Mm. And apparently when the British were there, it was the distance they could fire a cannon whilst they were in the Gambia River. This is bollocks. This is completely untrue. Because at the time, I think the furthest they could fire a cannon was about seven miles. And the widest point of the Gambia is about 24 miles. But it's a nice story it's that nice they like story. to tell. It's been around for a very long time, the area, obviously, because it's on a major river. So before the British and the French turned up, you had the Mali Empire, which nobody ever talks about. But most wealthy empire that's ever existed, apparently. What, who, including, what, the Roman Empire? Yeah, everything, apparently. It was unbelievably wealthy. So Mansa Musa, who was the emperor of Mali, is reckoned to have been the most wealthy person to have ever existed. And wow. it's obviously very difficult to gauge, but uh, they suggest he would have had wealth equivalent to $400 billion in today's money. What what did he have? What what resources no, no, were in like it, diamonds? It was, a, it was a proper empire, so it was diamonds, gold, like that, all that kind of thing. And it was on a very direct trade route. Where did it stretch from? Mali. So Mali, Mali is very nearby. Being How many cannibals? Can you give it to me in cannibals? <laughs> I, I'll give you a range of cannibals of about thirty to 7,000 cannibals, something like that. So... Um, and it, after that, it was originally colonised by Portugal. That's right. I believe. And it was sold off to the Duchy of Corlan Semigalia, who you don't hear Bless much you. of these days. But it's Latvia. You don't hear much about Latvia. Latvia had a little duchy. Had colonies. 
had little forts all around West Africa. Wow, well, I don't, I've never heard of that. It's because it wasn't really Latvia. It was a bit of Germany at the mm. time. Or, well, it was a small state of Germany at the time. But I thought that was really interesting. I'd never heard of these people before. And apparently they're everywhere. So then after, Port- I think, 1765, the, the British took it, took it, British Empire took it over. Mm-hmm. And then there were different bits of it that were owned by France. Yeah. And then it was sort of a, as as a thing... It was official in seventeen, and some, sometime in the eighteen, late eighteen hundreds, eighteen eighty nine, I think. And there was a, this very confusing thing as where the French were Senegal and Britain was the Gambia, but the Gambia is in Senegal essentially. I mean, if, if Senegal yeah. were one state, then the Gambia would be inside it. Mm. But yeah, so one of those weird deals where they got a map and drew it out between us, and it doesn't convey any use to local people. No, indeed, but there's a lot of straight lines in Africa, aren't there? Very... Yeah. But then in 1965, it gained independence. 200 from... years after. Yes, yeah. it's not bad, is it? To the day. Not to the day, that's a lie. That's... <laughs> <laughs> and it was run by Dorda Jawara, Sir Dorda Jawara, in fact. But you are missing out some stages. Of course. Young Tom. Because I'm uh, British. We're <laughs> British, yes. Lest, lest we forget. 1965, there was a referendum on whether they... So they declared independence yes. but were still part of like the commonwealth but they weren't a republic and then they had a referendum on whether they were going to become a republic but yes and so they, they had queen elizabeth ii the queen yeah was still the head of state yes. and she had she was ruling it through a governor general yes it was a dominion at the time. it was a dominion um so the first governor general of there were there were two the Governor's General. Very First, good. It's a post-positive adjective, if you need to know. Yes. Is that? <laughs> yeah. Governor's General. Governor's yeah. General. Attorney, like Attorney's General. <laughs> yeah, Brilliant. Indeed. So the first one was a guy called John Warburton Paul. So... <laughs> Yeah. Local can, boy was he? <laughs> you can tell her what's what side of the transition from independent rule from colonial rule we're, we're on there. John Warburton Paul, <laughs> who is an interesting chap because he um you know, was like a captain in the Second World War and then he was worked in colonial administration in Sierra Leone right. and he was there in 1962 as they became independent and then he worked in British Honduras and he was there as they became Belize and then he came to the Gambia mm. and he was working there as they declared independence and then he went to the Bahamas right. and he was there as they declared independence so he was just working like the really the tail end of the British Empire constantly losing his job was, as was, each of these countries declared independence was he the cause of the fall of the empire yes I think he was just walking around thinking I can't possibly work with this guy anymore we need to change this the system a dick John, John Warburton Paul and the second governor's general was um, Farimang Mamadi Singate well done uh, he was from Kent. <laughs> um, and he ran until 1970. So what happened is they didn't actually need governors general because they had a referendum in 1965 on becoming a proper republic. Mm-hmm. But the turnout, uh, people do turn out vote for this, and 65.85% of people for it to become a republic. Mm. But they had a two-thirds majority threshold. Oh, so they missed it by less than 1%. Ouch. So that's why they continued being kind of ruled by right. well, by, the, by the Queen. Much like us. And these, indeed, and the governors. And then they had another referendum in 1970 where they had 70% vote for it and then they became a proper republic. And that was when Dorda Jawara took over. Okay, gotcha. He was uh, rather popular, it seems. He was re-elected five times mm. in a row. And his party was consistently... In charge until, awkwardly, in 1994, there was a coup. 
Yes. Well, they've done quite well up until that point. They yes, were they have. known as one of the, kind of the few places in Africa in a very turbulent century who seemed to have a functioning democracy. I know he was voted in. No, no, five indeed, times yeah. it, but, but, but no, no, he was democratically elected yeah. five times. This was not a problem. It wasn't a, uh, it wasn't a farce election sort of situation. No, they were absolutely the people doing it. looking into it. And yeah. Like, yeah. But unfortunately, yes, uh, 1994, a coup occurred. And for some reason, the coup people decided, well, let's not install somebody with experience. Let's install a 29 year old called Yaya Jana. How old are you, Tom? I am 28 and 11 twelfths, <laughs> so I'm about to take over a country in West Africa. Yes, that's... More about him later, because he's all kinds of crazy. Did you hear about the earlier coup? I didn't hear about the earlier coup. Well, there was another coup against Juara in 1981, obviously a failed one. Mm. Um, it was attempted by someone called Kukoi Samba Sanyang, and it took place whilst Juara was out of the country. Right. Do you know where he was? Over here? He was? Yeah. What was, might he have been doing in 1981? I don't know. <laughs> he was attending an important event. My brother being born. Nearly. Well, maybe was it was 1981. It was Charles and Diana's wedding. <laughs> Before my time. Oh, he was there for that and he got a call. <laughs> <laughs> You're not president anymore. That had to sidle out, yes. Oh, shit. Yeah, so he came back and, and fixed it. People were How did he fix it? How I'm, do you anti-coup? Anti- well, I, I think Senegal were kind ah, of yes. called in to kind of intervene and and stop this coup. And he suffered for that because it kind of impacted how how people thought about how strong he was sort of against sort of Senegal interference Certainly. in the country because they'd kind of bolstered him up and then he seemed like a bit of a puppet president after Interesting. That. But he wanted to resign in 1992 and, yes. and there was a big sort of outcry against it. People didn't want him to leave. So he was like, okay, fine, I'll run again. And then they had a coup. <laughs> <laughs> they had a coup. Well, I might get mine Oh, no. Mm. A poor guy. Well, anyway, that brings us roughly up to the present because even though we're saying 1994, the person in charge from 1994 has been president all the way up to the present. Almost my entire life. Yes, indeed. Yes, I think I was twelve as I am. I was four when he came in. Hmm. (laughs) How depressing! So that's Yaya Jammer, and uh, we will talk about him a bit, I think, later. Yes. In any case, so that's where we are. Essentially, that. Nothing since then has changed that much, except that it's gone downhill a bit, mainly because of the presidency. It's yeah. a it's a unicameral presidential republic, meaning one chamber, one chamber, mm-hmm. and it's presidential meaning and a co- single camel. <laughs> God, that's racist. It's a pun. Uh, so the parliament's called the National Assembly. Yeah, like Wales. Oh, lovely! <laughs> Isn't that sweet? In the Gambia, what are we voting on today? <laughs> National Assembly. I'm to think it was very good. The Gambia. I don't know what's happened to me there. I just tried to be Welsh and ended up being racist again. Uh, so, yes, so it's unicameral presidential republic with the National Assembly. As you say, it's the only chamber of parliament mm. over there. And they have 53 members, 48 of which are elected, and five appointed by the president. Mm. And I couldn't find out why they're appointed by the president, but I think it's about balance. So if there's a deadlock, for example. Interesting. Yeah. But unfortunately, so- under Jammer, obviously, that usually means just appoints his own guys. Yeah, so then you you would avoid the the problem of having like a parliament or a congress where you couldn't get anything passed. Indeed. But then that kind of stops the separation of there being like an executive yeah. and and a, and a parliamentary. Not def- something he had a problem with, but yes, I mean constitutionally, you're absolutely right. No, well, there's there's a thing that the National Assembly has been considered to not really have done anything in yeah. the past twenty years because. JAMA has just done everything by decree. Yes, indeed. So they've been a little bit for show a lot of the time. I guess because we're talking about JAMA so much, maybe we should just talk about JAMA. 
Should we just get, should get, we just get, should we get, get right, right in the sticky jam of it? <sighs> right. Ooh. Fine. This is what you all want, isn't it? So. I just want jammer. Let's start off with the good stuff. <laughs> His uh, name is enjoyable to say. Yes, indeed. Uh, also, no, he um he he bans FGM. Yes, um, under pressure from the British government. But I- yes. Indeed, in 2015, which you can argue was a little recent, but he did do it. Yes. He also uh, made child marriages punishable by 20 years in prison. For the child that's been raped, <laughs> yes, I'm no, sure. I, yeah. I assume that's that is an adult marrying a child. One, one would assume. Mm. That's more positive than I found out about him, actually. I didn't realise those two things. I well, no, that's, that's all I've got. Credit where credit's credit due. Credit where credit's due. However... Um, I don't know where to start. <laughs> okay. Um, so, he's been the president for over 20 years. Yes. Having staged a coup. And actually being re-elected, as far as I can tell. Although, the, the elections weren't as questionable as other questionable elections, no, I suppose. No, they weren't... You you couldn't really say they were rigged. There was just a lot of things like propaganda, vote intimidation. The army telling you to go and vote and yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean that kind of thing. But but they they looked whoever the people are who go and look at these elections, they did go in They did, yes, yeah. They're technically free and fair, but I think that the the bar is quite low. Yeah, it's free-ish and fairish. Yeah, fair play to him. So amongst the many, many things that is problematic about him. I don't know when this started. I think it was in the late 90s. He started coming out with some very outrageous claims, including that he could cure HIV. Oh, yeah, I read that. And and asthma. And infertility in women. All at the same time, I'm sure. He had a like a herbal remedy yes, for HIV. Yes. And he set up something called like the Presidential Alternative Medicine Decree or, yes, or something, yeah. which had all this information in it. It's all very questionable. I have a few quotes from him on this, actually. Go for it. Is, is, mm. is, so I'm going to try and do it not in his voice, because I think that would be a bit racist. I think with your voice as it is already, Tom. Should I, I think, go a bit lower? I think you could you could shy away. Should I, should I do it in the poshest Buckinghamshire voice I can? <laughs> yes. Do it in the style of John Warburton Paul. <laughs> well, I imagine him going around with like a huge handlebar moustache, looking like he, he wishes it was the 1880s desperately. <laughs> I say. John Warburton Paul. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Jammer in the voice of John Wilbur and Paul. Thank you. I will develop the areas that vote for me, but if you don't vote for me, don't expect anything. Whew. Nice. Quote two. My favourite quote, actually. You can either be a witch or a doctor. Not a witch doctor. Nope. Witch or doctor. He um he didn't like witches. I mean, he to, <laughs> to put it mildly, 2009, he had a thousand Gambians arrested mm. on suspicion of witchcraft and... Uh, awful they were they were detained um some of them were forced to drink poison and apparently this had come from his aunt yes. had died earlier that year and he blamed her death on witches he did yes Com- complete lunatic and yet really really weird so for example as you say so like you know he, he stopped fgm things like and on things like anti-colonialism he seemed very clear-headed when he was speaking about that and then he'd immediately switch to things like witchcraft, witchcraft or aids and, yeah. and he'd turn into this complete nightmare yeah. of, a, of a person. He also uh, liked to add names to himself. Oh, have you and, got... And have titles. You got, have you got his full title? I have I have several. Um, I've got I've got his long one. I've got one of the long ones. I'm interested to see if they're the same. Okay, shall I go for this one? Yeah. Introducing his excellency, Sheikh Professor Alhaj Dr. Yahya Abdulaziz Awal Jamus Junkung Jama Nasiru Dean Babili Mansa. That's right. That, that's basically what I've got. And about 60% of those things aren't true. So he's not a doctor. 
No, didn't he? It was like Nebraska State University. Oh, no, no, No. that's a different thing. That's a different one. I will come back to that. Okay, no worries. Don't you worry. (laughs) So um, he got his doctorates from fake universities. Uh, He's not a professor. He's definitely not a sheikh because no imam or uh, religious authorities bestow this upon him. He is His Excellency, that's correct, because that's his title uh, as head of state. Al-Haji means someone that's done the Hajj, someone that's gone to Mecca. He hasn't done that. So, uh, Awal Jimus Jekyll well, That's something that you can achieve quite easily. It's much easier than do a PhD. You would think, it? Just... particularly with his wealth. Yes. <laughs> the one that's most interesting, though, is right at the end is Babili Mansa, and that means chief bridge builder. Or conqueror of rivers. Or conqueror oh, of that's rivers. That's where it comes in about the Gambia. It was in. About the Gambia. Yeah. And I checked it out to see whether any bridges had been built <laughs> during his reign. And as far as I can tell, there haven't been since he took over. Not one bridge. But what he is good at is stealing money. So I have found a Mandika translator, and Mandika is the language that this comes from. Yeah, so that's the, one of the, the main ethnic makeup of, of Gambia. I think it's, it, it's fifth, yeah, well, it, the largest group is Yeah, it's Mandika. the one that he comes from. Yeah, and the, other, the next one is Falu... Fula. Fula. Fula? I think so, yeah. Yeah. So I think you should change it to Sunyala Musa, which means thief in chief. (laughs) I quite like that. Lovely. It's it's, it's reckoned that he's stolen about $50 million since he left. I know you had like a a private, he's got a private jet. Oh yeah, and all this comes out of like pension funds for for, for, state workers. And um, support as as well from like the the EU and and the US. But you were right to mention Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, it did ring a, ring a bell. Because, uh, yes, he claimed that he was appointed as an honorary admiral of Nebraska, which is a, a thing that you can bestow. The governor of Nebraska to bestow it on people that live in Nebraska, which he does not. So he forged the document that said it and took a photo with a white guy that he found. <laughs> so it's on there. It's on Twitter. It's on these places. And they come out and they... the. Someone at that institution um, came out with a statement. It was like, "We don't know this guy in the, yeah. in the photo next This is to it. You. Yeah, it's he's not associated crazy. with us. You seem to have been. She was very nice about it. It was like you might have been scammed here yes. by <laughs> this strange white man in this photo. You think of all things that you would forge a certificate for. Yeah, God, it's very Nebraska old. Admiral. I, what the hell? Didn't that know it existed until I read this. You have like a doctorate from the University of Halifax in Canada or something. Really? No, I didn't see yeah. that one. How interesting. I think they. Oh, they, you know what he's um, unofficially referred to. As in Gambia. What? Papa, don't take no mess. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If by mess you mean bridges, he doesn't have any of them. Because if it's money, he takes a lot of money. Oof. Yes, no, uh, just, I'll do a quick rundown of some more terrible things. Press freedom under his rule. Radio oh, stations God, had their yeah. equipment nicked. Uh, arson attacks. Journalists were arrested. One was shot in the street. And no one ever discovered what happened to him. To which he said, other people have also died. Why are you talking about this? Yeah, yeah why one guy. Yeah, yeah. There were calls from other other countries in, in West Africa to have this this journalist released, um, and he never was. And a police source says that he suspects that he's dead. Mm. Um, he he is not a fan of LGBT people, to put that mildly. He he's basically said all gay and lesbian people should leave Gambia or they will be executed. Yeah, I uh, refer to them as, as vermin, and so they'll be exterminated like uh, mosquitoes carrying malaria. So I just uh, would like to interject on this slightly. So he changed the law in two thousand and five to make it sort of as stringent as possible in terms of you know anti LGBT, and and a lot of this comes from the the language used is the language used in the old imperial legislation on gay rights, which obviously is a problem across Africa, actually. Yes, John um, Warburton Paul brought uh, Yes, yeah, quite. But the law that they brought in two thousand and five, the amendment to the civil code 
I've been putting my LLB and LLM to good use. And whilst it's trying to ban gay sex, I think it bans all sex. Really? Yeah. So this is section 144 of the Criminal Code. This is your, your, your law degree coming out. Finally coming Both to use. And it talks about carnal knowledge against the order of nature, which is the standard boilerplate if you're from the 1800s. Mm. Um, in terms of definitions, so section two is the definitions. It describes carnal knowledge of a person as A, carnal knowledge through the anus or mouth. Fine. Okay, we understand that. Part B, inserting any object or thing into the vulva or anus. So a thing, surely a penis is a thing. Yes. They banned all sex in Gambia. Um, other than non-penetrative lesbian sex. Well, this is what I said <laughs> in my notes, is that the only thing they didn't ban is scissoring. It's not a thing, Thomas. I mean, <laughs> it might be for some... <laughs> That's a different podcast. But great, okay. <laughs> Welcome to Scissoring with Anna and Tom. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, when I describe the awkward microphone setup, that's not what we're doing. <laughs> oh, have you heard about his, his marriages? Plural. No. So... In 1984, Jammer married Tuti Fall, a, a woman who worked on, I think, a communications board in Gambia. I think she kind of lost her job in the coup as well. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because it was part of the old government. Okay. Um, uh, they had trouble conceiving. So in 1999, um, he arranged for her to have a gynecological exam in Saudi Arabia because they've got really bad medical facilities in Gambia, kind of his fault. Yeah. So she went there. And whilst she was away, he divorced her. Lovely. Lovely chap. He then uh, remarried, and then he also married uh, an extra wife. So he practices polygamy. Right. Um, and I don't think his original wife was expecting that and was rather pissed off about it. So she moved away to the US. And then his second wife also moved away to the US, <laughs> and he divorced her. <laughs> Can't imagine why they'd leave him, to be honest. It seems like such a treat. So... That's a bit about Jammer. In the lead up to the uh, presidential election 2016, so you've got the kind of main opposition leader was a guy called Usainu Dabo, who ran the uh, United Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. And he'd run against Jammer, I think, in, in previous elections and, and hadn't won. And in the run up to uh, last year's one, he, as well as other leaders, were sentenced to three years in jail uh, for staging pro democracy protests. So he, uh, Jammer was referring to different people in the opposition saying uh, that they were all supported by the West and yes, they were trying to overthrow him. Jammer's also recorded to have said that uh, if Allah wills it, then I will rule for a billion years. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and across the world, which is why we now all under, live under um, Jammer yeah. for a billion years. Oh, because he changed the name of the Gambia as well, from Republic of the Gambia to the Islamic Republic of the Gambia. Yes. Yeah. I suppose we should also make the point, that actually, is the Gambia. Oh, yes. One of only two countries in the world. What's the other one? The Bahamas. Uh, the only ones that have the. Yeah, well, the so it's the Republic of the Gambia. Mm. So it's not the Republic of Gambia, yeah. Which I will get wrong throughout this podcast, yeah. I'm sure. The Gambia. The, the Bahamas, Gambia. The Gambia. The Bahamas. The Gambia. So, December 2016 elections, um, they ended up with a coalition of, I think, seven minor parties, which were headed up by this guy called Adama Barrow. Great guy. Great guy. Um, Do we want to talk a bit about who Adama is? I think we should, yeah. I think we should. I'm strongly in favour of him. I'm taking, much like with South Ossetia, I'm taking a position on this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in favour of him. Fair enough. Well, I'm going to be a massive Jammer fan. Just to um, for some neutrality. So yeah, uh, Adama is a um, he's a successful property developer who's yes. never held public office. Who does that remind you of? 
Well, indeed, yeah. indeed, which is why I'm in favour of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, but as I think people might remember, and I don't know, but it was definitely in the news some time ago about his background in the UK. Indeed, yeah. Which is rather enjoyable. And very local to us. Very local to us. Would you like to elaborate? I shall. So, said that he's a property developer. He studied for his uh, real estate qualification in London in the early 2000s. And um, to pay his way through his studies, he worked as a security guard at the Argos on Holloway Road. Yes, indeed. And he made a citizen's arrest whilst he was there because obviously security guards actually don't have any powers. Um, but somebody shoplifted from the Argos. And, and he got he, into the fray? He got into the fray. Apparently they got them. six months. Did they really? The person he arrested, yeah. I must have done it. What the hell they were, they were stealing? Wow. Um, not to get sidetracked on this, mm-hmm. but whilst I was looking at that article, I, I didn't realise when I clicked on it, but it was The Express. Oh, it was. Um, and obviously I'm speaking for the liberal elite snowflake Londoner here. Uh, I thought it'd be interesting to see what the comments section was on the article about him uh, okay. being the presidential candidate. And it was somewhat intense, as you might expect. I mean, it was just a... A, a nice piece about yes. guy works in Argos not, now running the Gambia not for express readers oh. uh, there was quite a lot about Jeremy Corbyn in there <laughs> um, uh, because he was one of his constituents <laughs> when he was living there another person said that if he, he got elected it would be as though Lucifer himself rose as, as you might expect um, and another person complained uh, that he couldn't say what he wanted on the comment section of the express which apparently was about burning down mosques because the loony lefty would screen grab it and report it to the police. So I screen grabbed it and I reported it to the police. No way, <laughs> yeah. have you? Absolutely. I mean, this was like a few years ago as well when they were even talking about him being a candidate. But fuck him. <laughs> but he's not saying you burn mosques. He's just saying, no, I couldn't possibly, I couldn't say, possibly how, say how it. I want to burn. My God. Um, Lovely chap. Just to... How many, how many up arrows and down m- red arrows? Mostly down arrows. Okay. <laughs> not, not to... Um, disparage the stick with the express but uh, the linked articles to the article about him being a presidential candidate were Jennifer Aniston's exposed nipple in a leather dress Chrissy Teigen sends fans into a frenzy as she bounces her boobs and there was one about Madeleine McCann these are the linked articles you get at the express fuck you express (laughs) it was just lovely to hear them read in your voice I think you should do 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 an audiobook of express articles I think that would go down really well I would listen to go to sleep to. <laughs> Sorry, yes. So, Adama Barrow. He went back to the Gambia, was working, I think, in the, the Treasury, as the Treasurer for the uh, United Democratic Party. That's right. Um, and then after the leader was um, arrested, they picked him to lead this coalition of seven parties, and he won. He did. He did. Against all expectations. Absolutely. Even even local papers who were supporting him were talking about him as a as the, the relative unknown. Yeah. Came literally out of nowhere. Very impressive. Out of an Argos in Holloway. Yes. Yeah. Oh, would <laughs> that mm. I could do the same. But um, unfortunately, not that easy with, with Jammo. He'd been in power for 22 years. Yes, And it obviously started as a military junta. Hunter. I know it's Hunter. So, uh, yes, he... I think Jammo... Seemed to accept the results a bit at the start. Initially. And initially. He, he did call uh, Adama and say, you know, I concede. Uh, fingers crossed behind his back. Yes, it would eight days up. later. Or in front of his back, because you, if you're on the phone, you can cross your fingers wherever you like. Wherever you like. I might be crossing them right now. <laughs> no, I'm just making a scissoring motion. Because <laughs> it's legal in the Gambia. Um, you're right. I mean, eight days later, he changed his mind. 
uh, Jammer changed his mind mm. and said, no, I no longer accept this. This is invalid. He's accused of like fraud or something. Yes. That yeah. seems to be a common theme. And it all got very weird. Fraud. Tried to involve the Supreme Court, which doesn't actually exist. Well, it doesn't exist <laughs> because he fired and or arrested everyone on it. Yes. So I think there were six judges. He got rid of five, so it's yes. just one bloke. Yes. And then he very quickly appointed five more. And then thought, I'm going to leave it up to the Supreme Court to survive. Yes, indeed. But I think it backfired, because I think they refused to, to rule on it, even though he'd appointed them. Well, yeah, so it was the Supreme uh, Court Chief Justice said that he couldn't rule on it, because it actually involved his position. Mm. And and that left them with no judges to, to say anything yes. about it. And then uh, then he fled, I gather, as you would, to be fair. Yes, he was under pressure of... um. E- ECOWAS, which is the Economic Community of West African States. It's the EU of West Africa. Yes, and they were sort of keeping an eye on that, and they, they, they sent people in to monitor the elections and uh, make sure that they're free and fair. Yeah, well, and... after JAMA had said that what we need is an independent and God-fearing commission to oversee the results. Mm. As you say, ECOWAS came in. Did a pretty good job, it yeah. seems. Yeah, he, um, there, there were lots of different uh, deadlines that he missed. So I think uh, Sen- Senegal had to send some military in as well because mm. it was it was like you need to you need to step down by midnight tonight, you need to step down by like noon tomorrow, and he was just refusing, refusing, and apparently he was trying to get his assets out of the country. Yes, and so he did. He did. Yeah, like lo- loads of stuff like on like private jets and stuff he was getting that all out yeah. and also uh, Barrow had to Adama Barrow had to go into exile as well because he was fearing uh, assassination yeah so yeah. he was hiding in Senegal and um, did you hear that his um, his eight year old son died of a dog really bite really awful yeah while he was while he was away and he couldn't come back to attend his funeral yeah so Terrible. fear of Jammer mm. but yes Ecowest stepped in under Operation Restore Democracy yeah, which if Good the name. Americans did it and said it was called Operation Restore Democracy, we'd go, okay, what they're doing there, aren't they, is uh, regime change. Mm. Whereas actually under ECOWAS, they're right. So the democratic vote has happened. Yeah. And, uh, and they absolutely did. They sent in uh, to the border, they sent 7,000 troops from five different countries. And they basically said, hey, Jamma, how are you doing? And Jamma had 135 people on his side. Because <laughs> he, had, he had technically the army, obviously. But I think at that point, the army were going, well, fuck this. Yeah. You know, it lost cause. He might be one of our guys, but he's not going to win this out. So they stepped down. So they had 135 militants, I think they're called, mm. which is basically just people yeah. who are taking up arms on his behalf. And even Jammer realised, I think, uh, the president of Mauritania had a meeting with him at the, the you know, 11th hour. I was like, yeah, yeah, come on. Come on now. Come on. And But what did happen is that he was allowed to flee with all his ill-gotten gains. Yeah, he went to Equatorial Guinea, yeah. I believe. And there's photos of him hanging out on a farm yeah, with yeah, yeah. the the, like the the despot of, of Guinea. Yeah. Um, he wears all white all the time, Gemma. And carries a stick. Carries a stick and a copy of the Quran wherever he goes. Mm. He was working on a farm in, in Guinea. That's where he is now. But Barrow's, Barrow's in and he's making a good go of it. He's certainly trying. I mean, he said... So, for example, he's trying to bring in a two-term limit on the presidency. Yes. Which would limit himself, for example, to two terms. Mm. Very good idea, because the last guy had about seven terms. And the guy before that had five. five. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's brought in the first female cabinet appointment. Yeah. yeah, is, yeah. Um, a, a woman called Issa Tutore, who's Minister for uh, Trade. Yeah. Do you, I mean, it's, this is me being a bit belittling in terms of just how it sounds. But do you know what the interior minister's called? No. My fatty. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> you can't. Really it. interesting guy, human rights lawyer. Yeah, handlebar moustache <laughs> in you. My fashion. <laughs> oh, oh, how quaint. <laughs> <laughs> but he seems to be doing all right for the moment. I mean, it's only been yeah. a couple of weeks. He said he's going to try and press freedom, and he's yep. released um, 171 prisoners that were detained under Jammer. Yeah. Um, he's also got two wives. Well, so he is quite religious. He's he's an adherent to a quite traditional form of Islam. Mm. But at the same time, you know, he's a liberal in terms of constitutionalism and yeah. things like that. Yeah, lived in London, worked in Argos, supports Arsenal. Indeed, he yeah. does support Arsenal. Don't you support Arsenal? Uh, Everton. Ooh, awkward. Don't you support Arsenal? <laughs> Don't you fucking support Arsenal? <laughs> so um, now that, you know, Barrow's trying to kind of get, really start off democracy again... Because although he's got in power, the National Assembly is being completely revitalised because it's basically been sitting yeah. on his ass for 20 years. So this is what the election in April is about. It's the parliamentary elections. Yes. There are 880,000 eligible voters, 53 seats up for grabs. I would think we should talk a bit about how they actually vote in the Gambia because it's really interesting. It's like the most exciting thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm a politics nerd, obviously. This is like the best thing ever. <laughs> I think it's absolutely brilliant. It's incredible. So there is obviously there's a high rate of illiteracy yeah. in, in the Gambia. So instead of having written paper ballots, what they have is um, glass marbles. Mm. Uh, they have one glass marble which they're given and they put it into a big metal drum, like, yeah. a, like an oil drum, um, which has a different colour depending on what party and a f- picture printed of, of whoever you're yeah, voting for. because obviously if you're illiterate you're not going to be able to read the party now. No, indeed. Yeah, so it's yeah. a colour and a picture and you just you put it into the, the drum that you want to vote for. Or rather the drum that corresponds to the person that you want to vote for. Just indeed. Just to clarify that. But like alongside that the counting system is amazing. Well, because because it's marbles mm. all you need Total marbles. is, is uh, essentially a pan with 200 holes in it and when that fills up, each hole is filled. You know that's 200. Yeah. We have the most ridiculously archaic system here of people counting paper ballots and making mistakes. You can't make a mistake when it's just holes. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's amazing. That's, that's I think it's brilliant. Full, it's great. Very um, exciting. And it's really... Um, it, well, it's, it's being lauded as being good to, to avoid electoral fraud. Yeah, yeah. Because... Um, so you, you normally have it in, in polling stations in the UK that the where you actually go to write down is within sight... Yes. Of the of the I don't even know what they are. They volunteers. Vig- no vigilators. Vigilantes. Vigilantes. <laughs> Middle aged woman with glasses on a string <laughs> at mine. Um, but they are in in the game where they have them behind, and they don't need to be seeing them because they can hear the sound of the marble dropping into the drum. Yeah. So if they don't hear a sound, they're like, "What's going on? Have you just like left it on the floor or something?" So it, it's difficult because you you can't spoil your ballot. In the True. same way, you have to put it in a drum, unless they had a little metal drum. You could have fuck, a, yeah. fuck these guys. Drum. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's the one in South Ossetia against all? Yes, yes. I'm against everyone. Yes. Something I really enjoyed. I mean, so you can't um, overfill the drum because you just need one bang. Yeah. You can't have two or three bangs. But is that because of the way it works, the banging, they banned bicycles from around the area because yeah. anybody doing the bell on the bicycle could be an extra vote. Yes, yes, so they need to be able to hear it properly, yeah. the sound of it being dropped in. You know, the marbles came from Taiwan. I did hear that, yeah. yes. It's a bit awkward, that. Is it awkward? It's a little bit awkward. There's interesting relations between the Gambia and Taiwan, because the Gambia used to recognise Taiwan as its own country, which obviously is slightly As Ito, not the Gambia's country. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Colony in, in China. Well, because... Um, 
Because China says that Taiwan is, is part of China. And Taiwan says it's China. Taiwan lays claim to the name China. It's not called Taiwan in Chinese. Wow. Yeah. Um, much like North and South Korea, one of them, because, you know, it's yeah. the same kind of thing. And so the Gambia for a while recognised Taiwan as, you know, itself and China separately, what we call China. And then the big China gave them a lot of money under JAMA, and then they withdrew their support for Taiwan being independent. Oh. Yeah. So why did they give marbles? It was then? before before they would uh, before they withdrew the It was before so they still obviously own the marbles. Oh yeah, no, no, no it's not on loan. Away. Yeah. <laughs> Just roll them into the sea and hope they get back 1. to China. 1.5 million marbles. It's a lot of marbles. That's a lot of marbles. Don't lose them. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> so it's easy to count but it's difficult to do a recount because you have to don't know, store them all. <laughs> Make well, sure they go make, back in the right barrel. Make sure that you're on top of a hill. And then, you know, the polling station's on top of a hill and then you just tip it over. <laughs> Pretty sure that's right. Haven't yeah, checked. Done. Haven't asked. You can't do balance stuffing there because you do. <laughs> <laughs> it's a drum roll. Uh-huh. Cool. So, 7th of April, the results were declared of the parliamentary election. Yep. Nope. Go through the United Democratic Party, which is Adama Barrow's got 31 mm-hmm. seats. Real landslide because they were banned in the last election. So they've gone from a standing start. They've gone to zero, from zero to, to 31. Yeah, yeah. And that is 31, far, far and away the majority, to the yeah. 53 seats Absolutely. in the chamber. Um, everything else is quite small. So there's a, an alliance for patriotic reorienta- reorientation and construction. That's JAMA's party, or it was. Oh, well, that got five. Yeah. It's the Gambia Democratic Congress that also got five. Yeah. National Reconciliation Party, that's nice, got five. Yeah. Um Four for the People's Democratic Organisation for Independence and Socialism. Mm-hmm. Two for People's Progressive Party. One independent. The People's Progressive Party was the original President's Party, and they dominated. Chihuahua. Uh Yes. Yeah yeah. 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 For like twenty years. Like whilst oh. he was in power, they were consistently the largest party. And now they're on two. On, on two. Yes. Um, but it was it was interesting what was going to happen because obviously um, Adama Barrow was representing seven different parties, which I guess must be the top. Must be all of these guys, uh, yeah, apart yeah. apart from Jammer's one, yeah, yeah. Um, the the alliance. But after he won, they all said, "Okay, we, we are all gunning for ourselves now. Yeah. We're, not, we're not a coalition anymore. We all want separate things." So they kind of talked, you know, bit of shit about him as well. After like after they got rid of Jammer, yeah. But he is no, he's completely swept the board really with thirty one seats because he stood as an independent when he stood, mm. even though he was still obviously of his own party. He was the yeah the treasurer for them, yeah. I am, um, because I like to try and find their websites. Um, difficult, difficult to find their websites. Adama's party, sorry, Barry's party, <laughs> first name terms, he and I, has about 5,000 likes. That's not bad, actually, for, you know, where it is. Um, Jammer's party, 28 likes. Just 28? Just 28. On Facebook? On Facebook. <laughs> not, not, not good. Oh. Might be why you lost. Maybe they should just check how many likes they've got, and then they'll know. Well, if you could just give some of that, you know... Corrupted money's siphoned off the pension schemes. I feel like that for a sponsored ad. I, I think he did. That's how he got twenty eight likes. <laughs> dear oh dear. It's funny. There was a. I don't think the turnout was particularly. It's quite low. It was quite low. Everyone got really excited about the presidential one. Yes. And then yeah. I would imagine having had Jammer in power for twenty two years, with not really any opposition or much power for MPs. Mm. That people kind of lost interest in general parliamentary elections and are a bit like, who are these guys? Yeah, yeah, I think I think you're right. People haven't honest. heard of them. A lot of them have been kind of like brought out of nowhere to like contest every seat and stuff. Yeah, I can see if I'd been voting all my life and actually it didn't matter at all mm. because the president was always going to be 
yeah. in charge. Why would you bother? Well, obviously they they turned out in December to, to out, get rid of to him. Oust him. I think they're like <laughs> to... kind of job done. I can't be throwing marbles in buckets every day of my life. <laughs> It was only four months ago. I'm going to use that as a phrase. <laughs> Can't be throwing marbles in buckets the rest of my life. <laughs> Hannah. Thomas. Can I talk to you about bumpsters? Ooh, okay, but I reserve the right to tell you to stop. No. <laughs> we either go all the way in or not at all. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm, yeah I'm, it, I feel relaxed. It's, I'm not, it's not as bad as you should, you need to. <laughs> <laughs> um, bumster is a jack of all trades. In the Gambia. He's a jack-off. Jack-off. <laughs> <laughs> Old trades. So these are people that apparently if you go to the Gambia, they will offer you their services in terms of, it could be sexy time, but it could also be they'll just get you a taxi, or they'll draw your portrait. Or, or, or uh, all three? All three. <laughs> r- r- rolled in together? Yes, yes. Surely you need to know what you want from them. Well, indeed. But, but, but if you want anything, get a bumster. Get a bumster. But this leads into something wider in Gambian society. <laughs> well, I was getting quite intimate now. <laughs> something broader, longer, harder oh, stop in it. Gambian society. Okay. Um, there's a real <laughs> culture of tourists going to gigolos in the Gambia, of older white women going to the Gambia to have sex with young black men. Really? And it's Why specifically the in, the Ga- in the Gambia? Uh, it, it, starts, it starts out because it's quite a cheap place to go. Okay. And so, um, young, not younger, older women that went there on holiday happened to discover that the bumsters were willing to do anything, essentially, for oh. money. Um, but now some bumsters have moved off into their own gigolo thing, essentially. They've spe- specified, specialised. Specialised gigolos. And there are reports of men in their early 20s holding the hands of women in mobility scooters. My God. Down the main highway. But I think sort of more power to them for both sides because the reason that the bumpsters are doing it is because they don't have any money and they want to go to Britain and, you know, make uh. some And the reason that the women are doing it is because they're lonely or whatever. So, fine. I, I don't think anyone's being hurt here. It doesn't sound like it. No. If they're careful. Yes. Yes. Don't want to break your hip. No. Interesting. Ooh. Fascinating. Knock over wow. an oxygen tank. I don't know, but... Yeah, I just thought it was really interesting. Like, it's the Gambia service. specific as well. It's a funny thing to, yeah, known as the, the world capital of. Of gigolos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But because you hear so many horrible things about uh, grubby old white men going off to Africa to. Yes, if it was the other way around, we would have yes. different feelings. Wow. Well, no, but again, adults, I think I'd be fine. The problem is you don't hear so much about adults when it's men, do you? It's usually. No, horrible, no, I guess, horrible, I guess that's true. Men. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. I think it's quite if a bit sweet. Odd. If, if a bit odd, yes. Yeah, I mean, because they're very strict about like gay sex and things like that, and they're very anti-colonial, but they seem to be happy for <laughs> older women to come over and. Um... All sex is beautiful, yeah. or and or illegal. <laughs> <laughs> um, how would you knock on the door if you were in the Gambia? Uh, quietly, so you don't disturb the voting. That's a good. That is a good answer. Uh, if it's a metal door. Um, you don't knock at all. You stand outside the door and go, with your voice, kunk, kunk. You make the sound of someone, knocking, sound on the... Of someone knocking on the door. Is there, are there not many doors? In I think, the I think this is a historical thing where actually there probably weren't doors. Histo- like doors, Histo- doors. You know, not wooden, big wooden Oh, doors so it's left over from the time before doors. Yes. <laughs> Great film. <laughs> Amazing film. Um, yeah, I think so. Do you, do you mime emotion? 
I think white people mime emotion. Yeah, it's just to feel more comfortable. Kunk, kunk. Kunk, kunk. That's all you do. How does it work with um, uh, buzzers? Buzz. So hand-holding. Oh. Not okay. Oh. Amongst <laughs> opposite sex. Uh, same sex okay? Same sex okay. Same sex friends okay hand-holding. I'm getting some mixed signals <laughs> from the camera. Same, same sex bumsters they're not into. <laughs> I can't cut that out because if, if we get rid of all the whole bumster things and I just call everyone a bumster. <laughs> I don't know whether Jammer ever held hands with a man. With a man. With a man. I've never seen him hold hands with a woman and he has no children. So I could go and hold hands with a girlfriend but but, but not not a beard. As long as it was a girl separate friend rather than a girlfriend, yes, apparently. So uh, animals in the Gambia. The seal of the Gambia has some pretty amazing lions on either side. The national emblem, sorry, of, okay. of the Gambia. And they've got massive grins on their face. Amazing. S- seal? No, lions. Lions. I wasn't listening properly. Sea lions. <laughs> and I thought you were saying that they had seals on them. Yes. No, they've got, li- yeah, they've got lions, lions on the seals. Lions riding seals, riding lions, yes. Right. Start again. Tell me again. I was I was literally on, I was actually on Facebook. Oh, oh, oh! Am I not good enough? Animals in the Gambia. Animals in the Gambia. Uh, third time. Uh, so the national emblem of the Gambia is two very cheery lolcat lions. Excellent. Kind of sad because lions are extinct in the Gambia now. Yeah. But interesting other animals in the Gambia. They have sacred crocodile pools. <laughs> what they- the the pools are sacred or the crocodiles are sacred? The, the pools. The, the pools. pools. But they're sacred because of the crocodiles. Oh, good. Because if you've got a sacred pool and then it's got a load of crocodiles <laughs> just, in it, that would some... really suck. I agree. Um, they're used for fertility rituals. Oh, they sound painful. 500 crocodiles whilst you're trying to, you know, get off. Not a good idea. But there is the world famous Charlie, the crocodile, who apparently likes to be touched. Fertility, touching crocodiles, I don't know. But the main thing is that he's got a five star review on TripAdvisor. He has? Charlie himself. So you go and see Charlie the crocodile. Yeah, and then get eaten by the others. Yeah, um, but you can stroke him and become more fertile. Yes, but there are Good a few one-star reviews as well. <laughs> that, on TripAdvisor. Oh, splits a room. One of them said... Splits a person in, in half. It's got a bit of history, but it's got a strong smell. As you might fucking expect with a load of crocodiles in one place. I have no idea what crocodiles would smell like. I can't imagine good. Poo, right, yeah, probably. Yeah, and most, most animals. Human flesh. <laughs> oh, God. Is that something that happens? Do people get eaten by crocodiles? No, apparently they they're very docile. Oh. I'm suspicious of this whole thing, to be honest. Right. I don't have much else to say about that. <laughs> Many keep coming back to bumpsters. So that's what happened on April the 6th. So the Parliament's National Assembly is all set up now. Barrow is is on his way to to being hopefully a a, a nice yes! nice nice president. Yes, we, I won. We wish him all the best. We're not far from Holloway now. Local boy done good. I've been to that Argos. I've been to that Argos. Maybe it that's will... where our microphone was delivered from. <laughs> I really hope that's so. Probably the nearest Argos. <laughs> Amazing. Um, yes, I think that's probably all we have time for. We're going to go down to the pub now. Yay! Yay! So if you um, want to listen to more of our business with Candidate Night, you can follow us on iTunes now. Very exciting. Make sure to subscribe. And ideally, actually, if you could follow us on iTunes rather than any other platform. Yes, that would be good. Right like, to sort of concentrate things. That would be absolutely lovely. We're trying to get sponsorship. We are. Through things... someone that doesn't respond to their emails. We only really sent one, though. <laughs> We're going to try and get a couple more of these bastards out before we try and 
you know, chase down stuff so we can go sponsored by Squarespace. Oh, I said it. Sponsored by Squarespace. They should definitely, that's at least 10, 10 quid they should give us that, <laughs> I think. Anyway, subscribe on iTunes, share it, tell people. You can follow us on Twitter, though we will probably, we'll, we'll start doing something with that now. I've had an idea. We're going to tell you uh, what the answers to the questions that we give you at the start. So if you want to find out why you can't hug a tree in China, then... It's illegal. Oh, you, you ruined it. I was going to encourage you to go to our Twitter handle, which is at Candidate Night. You can also get us on WordPress, which is CandidateNight.wordpress.com. Um, I'm going to post up some of the videos on little things that we talked about here. Um, I think we're on Facebook as well. I think we are. We are, which is uh, Facebook.com forward slash Candidate Night. All of those things. Um, we're going to be kicking off and doing stuff with. We're going to be following. Follow, we're going to be following um, Jamma and lots of other people. And Bibelov. <laughs> Bibelov and Tibelov. With his 14 followers. If you didn't catch the South Assassin episode. <laughs> oh, do. It's the best. Oh, do. It's the best one. But also the other two. <laughs> anyway, so that's enough for you to be getting on with. Bye. So it was my job to find a track to lead us out, and I singularly failed to do so. And so in lieu of that, I shall give you the lyrics to the Gambian National Anthem written by Virginia Julia Howe in 1965. This is For the Gambia, Our Homeland. For the Gambia, our homeland, we strive and work and pray that all may live in unity, freedom and peace each day. Let justice guide our actions towards the common good and join our diverse peoples to prove man's brotherhood. We pledge our firm allegiance, our promise we renew. Keep us, great God of nations, to the Gambia, ever true.